bulletin further details on the voice to be released before the referendum. An Australian band creates a new song to raise funds for those displaced by the war in Ukraine. And at least nine people have died after flash flooding tore through a baptism ceremony in Johannesburg. Further details about what a voice to parliament will look like and how it would impact communities will be released before the referendum. Minister for Indigenous Australians Linda Barney says Australians will be well informed about what they're voting for. She told ABC's Insider program what some of the key features of the voice would look like. Uh, there is some very well ventilated principles uh, that have been agreed to that will inform the design of the voice. Things like it will be representative. Mm. Things like it will be accountable and transparent. It will have gender parity. It will represent Torres Strait Islanders. It will have young people. Um, And most importantly, it will be a representative body chosen by Aboriginal communities Mm. and not usurp existing organisations. Ms Barney added that the voice would not have a veto right of the parliament and was rather an advisory body. This comes as the Federal National Party has come out against the establishment of the voice, while the Liberal Party is waiting to present their position when further details are announced. An inquest into the death of a 12-year-old Aboriginal girl in a Victorian hospital is commencing today in Melbourne. The family of the girl who has been given the pseudonym Sasha believes she was failed by the health system. Sasha died at a Melbourne Royal Children's Hospital in 2019 after spending four days in a regional hospital. Sasha died from complications of influenza, pneumonia and septicemia followed by cardiac and respiratory failure. Speaking outside the coroner's court, Sasha's paternal grandmother said she was heartbroken over the loss of the 12-year-old who she described as a proud Aboriginal girl. Coroner Paul Laurie will hear evidence from witnesses during the two-day inquest. Many Australians are abandoning the major parties according to a new study. The Australian election study from the Australian National University and Griffith University found a record one in three voters in the May federal election cast a vote for minor parties or independents. It's the biggest success for small parties in a 100 years, with experts suggesting it demonstrates a slow decline in support for major parties. The study's co-author, Professor Ian McAllister, said the trend is driven by wider social changes such as the expansion of higher education, the rise of social media and shifting issue priorities. The report also found Prime Minister Anthony Albanese was the most popular leader since Kevin Rudd in 2007 and that former Prime Minister Scott Morrison was the least popular leader since 1987. New South Wales police have issued a $1 million reward for information into the bombings on two Jewish institutions across Sydney 40 years ago. In December 1982, a bomb exploded in front of the Israeli consulate in Sydney's CBD, injuring seven people, several people. Shortly after, an explosion went off in the basement of the Hakoa Club in Bondi, where hundreds of competitors were gathered for the Maccabi Games. The device was found in the boot of the car, but did not fully detonate and no one was injured.
Police believe the car bomb was intended to collapse the building and deemed the attacks to be acts of international terrorism motivated by Palestinian nationalism. Deputy Premier and Police Minister Paul Toole said detectives have dedicated thousands of hours to solving this case and it's vital that justice is served. We also know that today we're putting the million dollar reward out there for anyone with information that may come forward. If anyone has any information that may be small or big, please bring that to the authorities. This is about making sure that we can have some form of closure for our Jewish and our Australian communities here in this state, but also to actually support the work that our police continually do right here in New South Wales. The Australian band The Blues is today launching a song they recorded with more than 70 musicians in four cities across the world to raise money for those displaced by the war in Ukraine. Band members Daniel Fallon, Paul Beard and John McMartin began writing Blue Skies earlier this year to promote peace and raise funds for the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. The band collaborated with Ukrainian musicians to record versions of the song in both English and Ukrainian. The CEO of Australia for UNHCR, Trudy Mitchell, says the agency is very grateful to the members of the Bluesberries for their generous support for, of the Ukrainian people. UNHCR is currently focused on helping Ukrainians who have been displaced by the war to get through winter. The funds raised by the Bluesberries will help the UN Refugee Agency to do this vital work. With the arrival of winter, people in Ukraine are facing freezing temperatures in damaged homes or buildings with disrupted energy, heating and water supplies. The United Nations High Commission, Human Rights Commissioner has expressed horror at what he describes as senseless killings during the start of his four-day tour in Ukraine. UN High Commissioner for Human Rights Volker Turk was invited by the Ukrainian government and has visited Kiev and the neighboring areas of Bucha and Irpin. He said he was there to express solidarity with Ukrainian victims of the war, especially during the harsh winter months. Commissioner Turk described the horrors witnessed and made an appeal to end the indiscriminate killings. I just want to get into your head the image of you hearing about soldiers coming into your village or into your town. And then suddenly you see these soldiers, how they start killing people on the streets. Through sniper fire, indiscriminate killings, summary executions. That's what happened in Bucha. The UN Human Rights Commissioner is due to meet with senior national and local government officials and civil society as well as representatives of victims groups including relatives of missing or captured civilians and prisoners of war. At least nine people have died during a baptism ceremony in Johannesburg in South Africa. Over 30 worshippers had gathered along the banks of the Juskai River before some were swept away by flash flooding, which was sparked by a sudden storm. Officials are expecting the death toll to rise as rescue operations continue. At least eight people are still believed to be missing. In June, four people drowned at baptism ceremonies in the country's Limpopo province, causing authorities to warn against holding baptism ceremonies in rivers. Emergency services are also warning, asking churches to be more aware of storms and flash floods that are common at this time of the year. 
Former U.S. President Donald Trump has called for the termination of the Constitution to overturn his 2020 election laws. Mr. Trump once again demanded the 2020 election be overturned or rerun and for the first time called to set aside the U.S. Supreme Law. Trump is responding to a Twitter report which found the Biden campaign had a back channel to remove certain tweets. However, the report noted that the Republicans also used such a back channel. Several Republicans have rejected Trump's comments, which come just weeks after the former president made a third bid for the presidency. Chinese astronauts Chen Dong, Liu Yang and Kai Chaozhu have safely got out of the return capsule of the Shenzhou 14 spaceship, all in good physical and mental condition after the module landed safely in North China's Inner Mongolia. The crew left the space station core module Tianhe for their journey back to Earth after the spacecraft successfully separated from the core module at 11.01 Beijing time, according to the China Manned Space Agency. Upon landing, Chen Dong, commander of the Shenzhou 14 crew, in a brief interview right after leaving the return capsule, says the crew is in good health. After a busy but fulfilling six months in space, I'm very honored to have witnessed the completion of the basic configuration of China's space station. Like a meteor speeding across the night sky, we have now returned to the embrace of the motherland. I feel proud of our great country. Liu and Kai also reported their good condition to the Beijing Aerospace Control Center. Liu, who became China's first woman astronaut in 2012 and spent 13 days in the Shenzhou 9, said that China's space industry is always worth expecting. Iran's foreign minister has accused the United States and other Western countries of encouraging chaos in the country. During a press conference in Belgrade with his Serbian counterpart, Ivica Dacic, Hossein Amir Abdullahian insisted Iran has a strong democracy. Don't be in any doubt, we have a strong democracy in our region, and we always carefully listen to and answer the peaceful demands of our great people in various fields, but we absolutely will not allow anyone to cause unrest and terrorism in our country. He added that one of the motives of the United States was to force Iran to make big concessions in favor of America at the negotiating table. Back home, parents in New South Wales will receive a bonus $500 voucher from the government for before and after school care as they head into the summer holidays. The vouchers are available for parents of school-aged children, including those starting kindergarten next year. New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet said the aim of the vouchers is to help reduce economic pressures on parents. More than 263,000 vouchers have already been claimed by parents. They are all available to download until January 31 and can be used until the 30th of July 2023. And in the World Cup, England has triumphed over Senegal to make it into the quarter-finals. England defeated the West Africans 3-0 after a tough first half. Following the disappointing loss, a number of Senegal fans said they'd be rooting for Morocco in the hopes that an African nation can achieve their first World Cup victory. I believe that um, one day an African country will lift the trophy 
because if you look at all the teams that played in this World Cup, there is an African in that team. And so I believe that Africa will one day rise to the occasion with good management, will rise to the occasion and will have an African world champion one day. England are set to go head-to-head -head with France on Sunday with Morocco facing Spain on Wednesday. Now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 34, Perth, mostly sunny 30, Adelaide, partly cloudy 23, Melbourne, showers and windy 19, Hobart, also showers 16, Albury, Wodonga, cloudy 24, Canberra, a shower or two and possible storm 28, Wollongong, late showers and a possible storm 28 degrees as well, Sydney, possible late storm 29, Newcastle, sunny 31, Brisbane, possible shower 28, Townsville, sunny 31, Keynes, sunny 33, Alice Springs, sunny 38, Darwin, partly cloudy 35, and the Torres Strait Islands, sunny day ahead and a top of 31 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.